Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's your host today, Jada Williams. It gives me great pleasure to always be here with you at 8.30 a.m. where you can find us at. And, of course, just like the commercial said, please follow, like, and share that you are hanging out with NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, on all of your different social media platforms. But we are more than just an association for black women in construction. Building ourselves up, we are the voice in construction, period. So you might want to just head over to our website at www.navwick.org and engage with us. Check out our different committees, how you might want to drop your head in and see what NAVWIC is all about, learning more information. We have many different committees. Or just click that red button, don't forget that, and join. Become our newest member. That's the best way to connect with us. And, of course, we want to see you at our next national event, our local event, close to you in your red shirt. So just like the commercial has said, follow, like, and share. But also in the studio this morning, we have no other than our master builder, our founder, our fearless leader, Ms. Ann McNeil, waving our NABWIC flag. We have Jackie Perry of JP and Associates and Ursula Odom of Sula 2 helping you with your book process writing. Yes, ma'am. And also, you already know, Gerald Barnes may drop his head into the studio this morning and give us a word or two on the phone lines. And um, we appreciate you for hanging out with us. So let's head over to Ms. Ann. How are you doing this morning? Jada, Jada, Jada. I tell you all the time, Jada, if I were any better, I would be you. Today is no different. I hail to you today, Jada, from Atlanta, and we are hosting and participating in the National Glass Association Conference. I'm doing a panel on behalf of NABWIC, so it's so very exciting. As we continue to use our voice to elevate the NABWIC voice all over the world. And I did, did I say world, Jada? Sorry, did I say world? Jada, did I say world? I think I said world. Yeah, I said world, Jada. So we're elevating that voice all over the world as a part of this organization because right now we are being 
we are in communication with a number of different international organizations talking to us about being a part of what they're doing for black women in construction internationally. So I'm very excited, Jada, every time I come on, talking about being the voice in this industry to help elevate this industry with our strategic partners. Now, today, like every day, Jada, we always have a phenomenal guest. And so for years, this organization that you're going to be introducing to us today has been blazing the trail in energy and being contractor in that space for many years. We never really think about fuel, oil, and all of these lubricants are also a part of energy. So I'm very excited always, Jada, but as I tell you all the time, let's get this party started. We are back. I am so happy and happy Wednesday is what I was trying to say about our special guest today, bringing greetings to Mr. Ralph Cleveland. He was named the president and CEO of the American Association of Blacks and Energy in March 2022. He also serves as the managing director and CEO of Cleveland and Associates, which is a consulting firm dedicated to empowering businesses and corporate leaders and strategic growth transformation and scaled operations. And he is the president and COO of SL King Technologies. It's a consulting firm which provides premier services in planning, design, construction management, and much more, which Mr. Cleveland is going to join us in just a second and talk about this with us. He also has over 35 years of experience in the energy and infrastructure sector and very various corporate and industry roles. So good morning, NAPWIG Talks with Ralph Cleveland, Executive Consultant, Strategy Operations and Transformation in Energy and Infrastructure. Whew, good morning, Mr. Cleveland. How are you? Welcome to NAPWIG Talks. Good morning, Jada. I tell you, I love that enthusiasm and excitement. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. Well, yes, indeed. We are all so excited that you are joining us this morning, and we want to say thank you and appreciate you for joining us and also give you your roses as you have had an amazing journey that we want to share with our audience this morning. So, you know, Jackie and I get a chance to be little stalkers going through your bio and Internet and (laughs) talking with your team. But how about in your own words, you tell our audience, tell the family a little bit about your background and how you came to do what it is that you're doing now. Well, uh, I tell you, I'm a recovering engineer. I'll make that statement right off the bat. So uh, I got my uh, mechanical engineering degree from Georgia Tech, and and it's been quite a journey, degree, and uh, at the time, I thought I was going to be an engineer's engineer and get my get my PhD and all of that. And at one point, was accepted um, to go to uh, grad school to get my PhD. But you know, along the way, I I got kind of bit by the the management and leadership bug 
Um, so I went to work in oil and gas, upstream oil and gas for a mobile oil company. And um, I actually started in South Texas, a little town called Falcurius, Texas, is where, uh, uh, where our offices were. Lived there in Kingsville. But so it was a, uh, an interesting start to my career to get sort of away from everything that I had ever known um, as a young man and start, you know, building facilities, being a field engineer for mobile. Um, and mostly, most of my career has been sort of wrapped around natural gas. So uh, from there, I took on various engineering roles. Um, you know, I, I spent some time in mobile chemical. I, I spent some time um, in natural gas processing, spent some time in research and development. Um, and so I had, you know, very career sort of in that engineering, um, in that engineering space. And then started taking on uh, sort of my first supervisory and leadership roles. Um, and so by the time I had left um, the upstream oil and gas sector, we had been bought by ExxonMobil. So I was working for ExxonMobil as a um, technical supervisor uh, for all engineering and um, environmental health and safety and, and other technical roles for shallow water Gulf of Mexico and onshore Louisiana. So it was quite uh, quite an experience there, a little over a decade uh, of doing that kind of work, um, and and got my MBA, and um, got my MBA from Tulane, and and started looking around for other opportunities that you know uh, an MBA might afford me, and uh, landed the time that was called AGL Resources. AGL Resources has since been bought by a Southern Company. And uh, it is now Southern Company Gas. So, but when I started there, I was a region manager um, working out of the Savannah office, getting rolled within ABL Resources first as a, a VP of operations for one of the utilities, Virginia Natural Gas. And, uh, and then primarily, uh, you know, executive roles that included uh, engineering and operations as that's, uh, that's, that's really where I, um, you know, uh, sort of in my wheelhouse, so to speak, um, and then took on supply chain responsibilities as well. Um, so I had, you know, all of the functions such as gas operations, supply chain, um, engineering, construction, um, and and so had a really good uh, stint there, again, well over a decade in various roles, and then um, – uh, had the opportunity to take on a global role uh, in the, uh, strangely enough, in the insurance business. Uh, I went okay. to work for an old boss of mine at AIG Insurance. I had a global role, had a, a total of about 15,000 employees working for me all over the world. And so that was uh, quite an experience. I traveled constantly, probably three weeks out of the month. I was traveling all over the place. And, and you know, um, when things took a little bit of a turn there and they decided to decentralize some of the roles there, um, you know, it was time for me to make some other decisions about what I wanted to do with my career. And uh, I just started, decided to start my own company, uh, and that's when I started Cleveland & Associates. Along the way, I have to tell you, I um, 
gotten involved with AIDS, man, 20 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. So it was shortly after I went to work in the utility space for AGL Resources and um, got introduced to the organization. And, and really, it's been a labor of love ever since for me. Um, to be able to work in the industry, um, to advocate for our community um, in an industry that I have sort of grown up in and cut my teeth in, it's, it's a real privilege for me. And so um, I, I took on a board role uh, at, for the national board and then eventually became the, uh, the chairman of the national board. And, uh, um, and so even as I, you know, worked in the insurance space, I was still very active in, in aid, as we affectionately call it. So um, organization's been around for almost 50 years advocating for African Americans in this space. And we really do um, try to be uh, an influence uh, and advocate for our community. Um, mm-hmm. in terms of policy and the like. And and so, um, and maybe, you know, about three years ago, um, the CEO, president and CEO that I actually helped to usher into her role, um, uh, Paula uh, Glover, she decided to take on a different role. And she asked me actually would I take on an interim um, president and CEO role for the organization. And, um and, and I said certainly that I would, and eventually the board made the decision to to put me in um, in as the permanent uh, president and CEO. So I still run my own company, um, and mm-hmm. I, um, you know I uh, continually thinking about how how do I help, um, particularly women in minority firms, but all firms to grow and scale uh, and be able to take advantage of the opportunities, particularly that are in the energy sector. So that's, right. that's how I've come to be where I am and, and do what I'm doing now. Well, it's an amazing journey that you have been on. And why did I know when you mentioned in the beginning that it was mobile and you started off with mobile and it was all um, upstream, I knew you were going to say you were um, located in Texas because I come from, yeah, I come from a logistics background, supply chain, and all of the oil and gas is in Texas. And then again, I had learned during that experience that it is a great location for mostly um, minorities um, in that industry to um, move up in a professional career or their owners. And so that was a great experience. I knew you were going to say that. I went a full circle. And then um, you moved forward to you were able to pivot when things started to change in the industry career-wise. It's amazing that you were able to notice that and then able to pivot. What was that stage like when you were building up um, your firm? Yeah, so, um, and it's one of those things where, um, I, when I looked at the opportunities that I were being afforded to me in corporate, um, it really was going to mean a uh, sort of continued international travel. And uh, my youngest um, child, my son, he um, he was 12 years old at the time, and I thought, you know, if I spend the next four years 
traveling like I've been traveling, I won't I won't be able to really be have the kind of relationship with my son that I would like to have. Um, and so um, that's when I, you know, I made the decision that if I if I was going to have any chance at balancing this travel continued career uh, and progression that I needed to step out on my own. And I always had sort of an entrepreneurial spirit anyway. Even within the company companies that I've worked for, I've, I've typically taken on some sort of entrepreneurial role. So I've helped start companies. I've helped to, to buy companies and then integrate those companies into the organization. Um, and so, um, you know, I just felt it was time for me to do it for myself. I've done it for others. For many many years, and uh, and and the thing that I would say is, you know, in terms of making that transition, I literally sat down. I sort of listed out, I inventory all the capabilities that I thought I could bring to the marketplace, uh, okay. either myself or with partners that I wanted to work with, and and that's where I started. Um, you know, formed Cleveland and Associates. You know, based on that inventory and the partners that I um, that I wanted to work with, and been out here and and uh, you know made my way every since, so to speak. And I would tell anybody, you know, uh, making that transition is not an easy one, um, but it can be extremely rewarding. Um, and so I've been out now doing this for um, over six years, and so I'm I'm very thankful for the partnerships I have and the clients I have and the people I've been able to work with and work for. So that's um, a little bit about that transition for me. Well, thank you so much for being open and sharing your transition. So I'm going to just break it down to you, Sam. As you catch these golden nuggets from Mr. Ralph Cleveland, the director and CEO of Cleveland and Associates and CEO of AABE, what he is saying or what I'm taking it as, as I have been a part of many conferences, you are already mastering your career as you have been in leadership roles along the way, the best training, train others. Um, built these companies up, been a consultant to others, learned along the way. Why not take all of that knowledge and your lasting relationships that you have an inventory on what works well and what doesn't and build something for yourself to continue you your the legacy? Nail on the head. Absolutely. I, okay, I, it's I, like college. You go and you learn and you learn everything, and then you unlearn it and make your own recipe with it. That That's exactly right. Uh, so I'm a big believer in doing everything I can, not only to achieve my own full potential, but to help others around me achieve theirs as well. And that, that's part of the reason why, I, you know, working at Abe is a labor of love for me because it is truly all about how do we and how do I engage um, in the industry in a way that is going to advocate for the aspirations of our community and also protect our community from some of the adverse impacts that that we know uh, can occur. So um, it really is all about how do we organize ourselves to support each other, to network, to build that social capital that we need. Um, because in so many instances, it can be hard within the four walls of the organizations that you work within 
it can be so hard sometimes to build that network um, that's really going to be the support system that you need to advance your career. And so having an organization like AID that you can turn to, that you can build your network, uh, I tell you, for me, it, it truly changed the trajectory of my career. And I'm so so thankful for all of those um, mentors and others who, other associates who helped me along the way. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you so much. We're going to take a quick commercial break right here as NAVWIC talks with Ralph Cleveland, the director and CEO of Cleveland and Associates and CEO of Abe. We're going to get more into all of his business after this quick commercial break. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. NABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. And we are back like we never left. Now we talks with Ralph Cleveland, Director and CEO of Cleveland and Associates and CEO of Abe. But first, I'm going to give you some NABWIC news that you can absolutely use. You definitely want to meet NABWIC in Philadelphia, January 24th through the 26th, because it is the National Association of Black Women in Construction annual meeting. Yes, if you want your voice heard, come. And be heard. Take part. If you want to join us and become one of our newest members and get in on our strategic planning, of course, come join us. And if you are in the area, will be in the area, are looking to build your network in Philadelphia, you definitely want to meet NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Again, we're going to be there January 24th to the 25th. So Philadelphia Eagles fly high. You know it's football season. I just had to add that in there. But you can get all the information on www.nabwick.org. And, of course, you can go to Eventbrite and go ahead and book your tickets and your hotel. We have it all set up for you right there. Okay, so NABWIC Talks, we are hanging out with Mr. Ralph Cleveland. So, Mr. Cleveland, you shared in the beginning a little bit of your journey. Um, I could get more into everything. Um, I, I want to hear about the day-to-day um, of your business. What do you do day-to-day, an average day of you? Because you hold two roles. You hold a key leadership role in both consulting and technology firms. So, what is a day-to-day like for you? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, 
you know, I, I have clients that I have to deliver for. So I typically have, you know, I'm on Teams as or Zoom, as most people are these days, um, working with clients, um, helping them to think through uh, implementation of some uh, either strategic project or transformation project. And um, and so I'll, I'll spend that time with clients. And then I also, of course, as an entrepreneur, you've got to spend time building your business. Um, and that means going out, finding uh, other opportunities, um, you know, uh, seeking out new clients, uh, responding to other um, requests for information or requests for, for, for uh, proposals and that sort of thing. So that some portion of the of the day might be spent doing that, um, but then also you know us as well, um, helping them in terms of you know guidance, direction, but also being very cognizant of you know what I need to do as a leader to help them to develop uh, into the leaders that I know that they can be. So I spend spend time with with staff on various issues, um, working through you know. As an example, for a, we've got our national conference coming up in Anaheim, and so we'll spend quite a bit of time sort of thinking through and planning associated with that. Uh, we've got over 1,700 members, and so we, you know, we have to constantly be thinking about how do we support the chapters um, in their programming, and so that, you know, my my day can be very, you know, if I'm traveling. You know, I've got to get the <laughs> travel in. And then uh, there's, there's days that I get a chance to, uh, you know, go and see my son play basketball. He plays uh, basketball at the University of Miami. So very proud of, you know, what he's accomplished. And and then spending, you know, spending time with – I've got a, a grandbaby. Um, I'm thrilled, you know, that I get a chance to spend some time with her and see the world brand new through her eyes. So it's all it's all a blast for me. Um, so that's kind of you know what what some of my days look like uh, in terms of what I do on a day to day basis. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, congratulations on your son playing basketball for the U. So definitely wearing that green and orange down here in Miami. Um, you also with your experiences that you have, how do you see technology and innovation shaping the future of construction and energy industries? Oh, yeah. You see it every day. Um, mm-hmm. First, you know, in the infrastructure space, uh, one of the areas I focus on is asset management. And that really means time you start planning the investment all the way until you retire that asset, you know, and managing that those assets through the life cycle. And so, um, you're seeing the use of sensors for all uh, types of sort of monitoring and, and uh, assuring that as a as a, the owner that uh, of those assets, you have the ability to understand the condition of the assets. And of course, reliability, particularly in the energy sector, is so key. And so, how you think about the construction of those assets, um, and I would say to anyone that's in construction. To the extent that you can get involved early on in the process um, to help engineers think through 
you know, how do you build these assets in such a way that they are more easily and optimally constructed? Constructability is a big issue, but it's also about operability and it's about maintainability. And so learning as much as you can about the assets that you are you are building um, and understanding sort of what the typical life cycle of those assets are going to be, I think uh, that'll allow you as a, as a person in construction to move to sort of the front end, more to the front end of that value chain to, to have some input, because your input is extremely valuable. And so being able to collect that data um, and understand what has worked in the past, what has worked well, what has extended the life of the assets, what what type what construction techniques might create some reliability issues. All these are they're all the sorts of tools and techniques um, to uncover, if you will, what's the very best way to uh, construct, operate, maintain, and manage those assets through the life cycle. And that's really what what we try to do to help clients to to know and understand that. And and I'd also say from a construction standpoint, understand how to move those assets into the commissioning phase, uh, what types of commissioning activities need to be performed. All these are things now that need to be monitored, need to be documented, and and then uh, used in, a, particularly if there's any sort of event that occurs where you have some failure in the asset, you want to learn as much as you can from that. And all of that sits with the data. And so part of what we're seeing today is what we call um, a digital 20. And that is not only being able to model the assets themselves from construction through the life cycle, but also being able to monitor and model the environment within which those assets sit. So you could be monitoring, um, you know, around uh, linear assets, uh, around a transmission um, uh, you know, a voltage line, high voltage line, or around a transmission pipeline, monitoring the vegetation around those lines and understanding when and where is the best time to go in and maintain that right away. I mean, there's all kinds of sort of digital twinning um, applications that help you to uh, monitor those assets. I mean, particularly underground assets. And so, mm-hmm knowing exactly where those assets are um, so that you can protect them from uh, damage should folks be digging around those assets. All of that information goes into typically a geospatial information system. And as um, other assets grow in and around the assets that are already on the ground, you know, you've got to monitor and keep track of all of that. And so um, all these are really important aspects of, you know, maintain, building and maintaining those assets over the life cycle. And we're getting, we're getting to where that data is as important as the assets themselves. And, and so, yes, indeed. yes. So using artificial intelligence, using machine learning, all those things are now coming to play in the industry. We see it every day, and thank you for taking the words right out of Nabwick Talk's mouth, mouth because we tell the family every Wednesday morning to 
catch these golden nuggets. We hope you have your pen and notebook out because you mentioned, like you said, in construction, get in at the beginning of the project as quick as possible or as early as possible to help with the with the build out and thinking through of these plans. But you mentioned a lot of things in that statement pertaining to assets and I know Jackie Perry's jumping off of her seat because this just sounds like a part two with Mr. Ralph Cleveland going over assets, how to maintain the lifeline uh, of the assets, protecting, maintaining, and then commissioning phases. And I'm not covering things that you just mentioned, but just wanting to make sure the family's taking down these notes quickly. Oh, and not for, not to forget reliability in there, um, Mr. Ralph. So you're already going to be scheduled for uh, part two, okay? <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you so much because our NABWIC family is tuned in. They're sending me messages um, through text and under our different social media platforms on questions that they want to answer, and they're very direct. So they are must, we must be learning a lot from you this morning. But I know, like I mentioned before, Jackie Perry is in the studio with us and jumping off of her seat. So good morning, Jackie. Welcome to the conversation as NABWIC talks with Mr. Ralph Cleveland. Good morning, everybody. Yes, I am so, so very, very excited. Uh, Ralph, we heard you give greetings during our NAVWIC Billion Dollar Luncheon in Energy Contracting Opportunities, and I've been excited ever since that particular day. So it is so wonderful to have you in person, up close and personal on our show today, just sharing a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and the things that you do for the American Association of Blacks in Energy. I just want to commend you because I know that, as research would always suggest, you know, we have a small number of African Americans as leaders in that particular sector, and here you are a leader in your own right, and it just gives, you know, inspiration and uh, motivation for those of us that are uh, either in the industry or attempting to get into industry to uh, do just that, to keep forging ahead. There's so much opportunity, uh, especially today, under the infrastructure bill and all the things that's happening with um, AI and technology that uh, that's just opportunity for all. And so we're excited that you are there helping the lead to charge so that we do have again, that opportunity to uh, forge ahead in these areas. So I just wanted to come on and just say thank you for that. Appreciate all that you do for our community and for our small businesses. Oh, thank you. You're very kind to say that. I tell you, we at A, we like to leave folks encouraged, empowered, enlightened, and inspired. That's our goal in all of our interactions in any of our events. That's what we want to leave you with. So thank you very much. You're certainly yes. welcome. And like Jay said, you got to come back. <laughs> I look forward to it. I really do. Yes, indeed. You have to come back. And I'm getting all goosebumps over here from all of the love and like synergies and how this is coming full circle. So I know, um, Ralph, that NABWIC, we are about to be your new best friend. Um, and we look at, I'm looking forward to, to meeting you in person um, 
just like the other ladies. But I, as moving the interview forward, because I know you're very busy and we have a hard stop this morning, I have to get into the nitty-gritty with you more on um, what do you wish you would have known when you first started out and what resources um, you could suggest to the family on consulting, on their business, maybe they are in the construction business and they need your services, and or looking to get in your business because we do have um, a student chapter in Navwick. Oh, yeah. I tell you, I, there are so many sort of um, inflection points in my career, and what I wish I had known when I started out is more about how to manage um, the engagement with others and teamwork and leadership, all those are things that I've learned sort of along the way. And um, I, I will I will frankly share that I hit a point in my career, early in my career, where I kind of stalled out and I didn't know what was happening. And it was because I didn't understand how to navigate the organization, so to speak. I didn't understand okay. the politics. <laughs> I didn't understand, you know. Which is very relevant oh. today. A lot of people focus, so listen in. A lot of people go through this. I actually went through this too, Mr. Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's not it's not atypical for us um, to, to, for anyone to kind of go through that stage. And usually you have to have people that come along and give you, pull your coattail and give you insight. And I was lucky enough to have someone to do that. Um a, a supervisor who took me uh, under his wing and shared with me, you know, just little things that were going to help help me to propel my career forward in terms of how I was engaging others uh, in the workplace and how I was engaging others in the marketplace. And so, uh, particularly as an engineer, learning engage others, how to how to exhibit leadership. I mean, all those are things that were really sort of critical to my continued growth and development. And so I would say start on that on that leadership journey as if you're if you're in high school, you know, join clubs, um, get involved, get engaged in the community. Um, I'd say if you're in college, the very same thing. Get get involved. Um, don't don't just learn sort of the technical skills or the academics but but be involved and be engaged with others and and try to do something that's worthwhile because uh, all of that will accrue to your benefit in the long run. Yes, sir. And for those, um, Mr. Cleveland, because our organization is very diverse, um, we do have individuals that are resilient in their craft, in their business, our licensed GCs, executive, and corporate world, or they may have hit their first M already. We have a few of them in Navwick. What would you say to them? Same question. Yeah. Resources are how to elevate themselves to maybe get to the next M, which I'm talking million-dollar contracts oh, that they yeah, have in the back. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in partnering, and so – and it and it may take you a while to find uh, good partners that you kind of have a um, set of shared values and a set of, of way that you want to be able to create and add value for the client, and but important and strategic in helping you to move things forward. Um, 
and and uh, you know I always tell people you know finding good partners is you know you're not going to find them flocking together usually. <laughs> you gotta find they're like eagles, right? And they're just based right. on the individuals that you work with. They're like eagles; they don't flock. So you got to find them one at a time. And so, um, but I think I think that partnering um, and and partnering with others who can bring some different capabilities to the table, partnering with others of varying sizes, um, I think all of that um, sort of in my in my own view can be a real boost to to your business. The the other thing that I would say is, as you're going out here hunting for business, I do think hunting for that business can be a team sport. Um, and the, the 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 in the animal kingdom, the the hunters that I like to describe best in terms of you know business development and hunting that next opportunity is orca. You know, orca okay. hunt together. They 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 are. They are very strategic in the way that they go about it, depending on what they're going after. They have different techniques for different prey, and so okay. I, I think you got to be out here. You got to hunt like orcas. <laughs> We're gonna hashtag that in the episode today, Ralph. <laughs> hashtag hunt like orca. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, so I, you know, I, I just think again, if if you can build a good some good teamwork, um, develop really good partnerships, uh, get a diverse, a bit of diversity with respect to that partnership and diversity in size, diversity in capabilities um, in the marketplace. I think, you know, um, I think that will absolutely serve you well. Yes, sir. We are catching all of these golden nuggets you have dropped on our head tops this morning. But I have to get a little bit more deeper because you're such a resilient leader and have shared your journey with us this morning. What books are you reading? So what I, books I, are you reading? Because we want to yeah, know. Yeah, I tend to read. I tend to read and reread. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> uh, I read. Uh, I read a lot of leadership books. It could be, um, you know. Uh, seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It can be. Um, I, I really enjoy and learned a lot from um, the, the fifth discipline just of a learning organization. That okay. that to me has been a real, um, you know, sort of eye opener, if you will, with respect to systemic thinking and structural thinking. Because I, I will tell you, we. We say a lot of times, particularly at A, we talk about sort of systemic and structural uh, barriers for us to be able to be more inclusive in the industry and the like. Well, if you don't, if you don't really have a systems thinking mindset, it's hard for you to see it. And so, and and in order to describe it to others, you got to first see it yourself. And, right. and the better we can articulate where these barriers are and why the, what the implications are, uh, the, the more progress that we can make. Well, all the time, the system is perfectly designed to produce the results that you see. And so if we're going wow. to make some changes, that we have to understand how it works, how the system works. And the other thing I shared sort of, uh, you know, Albert Einstein talked about, uh, today's problems can't be solved with with the same thinking that created them yesterday. 
So we've got to we've got to be able to think the barriers that are faced and what are the outcomes that are really meaningful and important, not only for us individually, but um, for our teams and for our society as a whole. So I just think that uh, that book was a real help to me um, with respect to being able to think these things through at a little bit deeper level. You have just knocked this interview this morning out of the park. It's not even an interview. It's like having a conversation with one of your mentors, coworkers, or family members. Um, Ralph, you have much enlightened us this morning, and thank you so much for being an open book to us. Now, how can we follow you, get in contact with you, or how can your newest potential client get in contact with you? <laughs> the easiest way to find me is probably, on, and from a social media standpoint, is on LinkedIn. Um, that's the one that I use to do all my professional networking. But you can also find me, you can go on the Abe work website, aabe.org. You can find me there um, and and reach out, send, send me a note, um, or um, certainly reach out to me uh, through uh, either of the two companies. I've got a website cleveland-associates.com, as well as slkingtech.com. And so um, through any of those means, you're welcome to reach out to me, and, and I look forward to it. I I, uh, I think, you know, part of my goal is I've been in this industry for so long, um, and I've, I've, to your point, I've had various uh, and varied backgrounds to the extent that I can impart anything that can be of help and of service to anyone else. I'm all about it. So don't hesitate to reach out. Well, definitely. Listen, Ralph, our family is going to reach out, no doubt. But I'm over here jumping off my feet now because we mentioned before inviting you back for part two. This sounds like a part three because this is what we are all about here at NAVWIC. We've spoke on you today. We're going to come back and speak on assets, how you just gave a beautiful platform on that. And then you have, in this latter part of the end, our discussion, you've mentioned the mindset, thinking, bringing everything all together so you can elevate and continue to grow and glow. And that's what we're about. And we, I just love that you just keep hitting on all of these hidden gems um, just organically in line with um, like synergies with NAPWIC. It's, it's just so ama- amazing and such a blessing. But, Ralph, we're not done yet. I have one more question, and it's kind of hard. Are you ready for the hard question? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> so when are you going to join us at our next NAPWIC event, or when am I going to see you in your red shirt? Uh, plenty of men in that week. Absolutely, I, I'm more than glad. I'm, I'd be thrilled to join you. So just, uh, I'll, I'll do my research, and for you can let me know when the next meeting, uh, and when and where I can be of service, and I will do my very best to be there. 
Yes, indeed. I know I can feel from your energy that um, you will be such a blessing to NAVWIC and, and on our mission or just in our educational committees with us there. So, you know, I had to be a little Miss Ann and put my Ann hat on and um, get you right into NAVWIC because this has been a great interview this morning. And I just want to thank you again um, for being an open book here on NAVWIC Talks. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Jada, for um, for the interview, and I'm I'm thrilled. If I can be of any service, let me know. Yes, sir. Well, fam, this has been another absolutely amazing podcast radio interview with Navweek Talks with Ralph Cleveland, the CEO and Director of Cleveland Associates and CEO of Abe. We can't wait to see you back here. Same time, same place, next Wednesday morning at 8.30 a.m. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.